Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Okay, you have not made contact with your leader. Your leader's taking a bit of a break. Can I be like the captain if he's the general? Some of you may not recognize my voice. Some of you may have been here before uh, filling in for Mark. I'm Dan Bongino. Some of you may see me on Fox. It's been a little while. I'm at D. Bongino on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter during the show for questions and comments, if you'd like to call in, poke fun at me, comment, criticize, whatever, 877-381-3811. We'll be talking about a lot tonight. It's not just the impeachment hoax, fiasco, disgrace, embarrassment, uh, this disaster we're watching unfold in live time. I want to talk about some other stuff, too. Um, including what exactly they're hiding by going through this entire impeachment hoax. Listen, folks, nothing the Democrats do, they do by mistake. Nothing. Um, they're, they're typically, a lot of them are imbeciles and morons and liars. I mean, we already know that. We've seen Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and the rest of the clown show go up and humiliate themselves in America in front of the world. But they generally do things for a reason, and there's a reason this is happening. There's a reason you are watching the single most explosive act of political suicide happen in live time on national television right now. And by political suicide, I'm talking about the impeachment fiasco, hoax and farce. It's a total joke. It's an embarrassment. It's a disgrace. Um, There's nothing to it. It's a sham. It has no merit. It really speaks to the depravity of what the modern Democrat Party has become. You know, I, I, I... Honestly, don't know, candidly speaking, how you wake up in the morning as a registered Democrat and look yourself in the mirror anymore. I don't. And I'm sorry I have to say that, but it's true. I can't. I really can't digest that what you're thinking. You have a party now that that. I mean, you're impeaching a president for again, what exactly? A fake quid pro quo that your only source witness who heard firsthand, Gordon Sondland, the only source witness to this whole thing. The evidence you have is a text he sent saying there was absolutely no quid pro quo, according to the president. And he stated under oath when he spoke to the president about your alleged quid pro quo, the president told him he wanted absolutely nothing. Those are his words. That's your best witness. That's like a murder trial where your only eyewitness says to the, about the guy, no, he didn't do it. It's another guy. This is the best you've got, you morons. Subjecting us all to this garbage. I have the volume on. You can't hear that, can you? I'm just, I got the TV on in the background. Watch this. I want to make sure it's not bleeding through the microphone. Watching these dopes. It's disgusting. It's pitiful. It's pathetic. The republic is evaporating before our very eyes. Thanks to these morons we have up on Capitol Hill. And this other loser, too, this fake libertarian, Justin Amash, who thankfully has left the Republican Party. Libertarian. He's not concerned about Spygate. He's concerned about a sham impeachment. Yeah, great job. You're really standing for liberty. Nice work. And another thing on this, this sham impeachment, I addressed this earlier in the day. 
So they're already setting up their narratives for 2020, the Democrats, already, because they lie. That's what Democrats do. They lie. They lie to you. They are full of kind of limited in what I could say on FCC control there, but you get the point. They're full of it. That's all they do. Democrats lie. They lie. That's all they do. How do you know Democrats are lying? The lips are moving. That's how you know Democrats are lying. It's all they do is lie all the time. The collusion hoax, the Mueller hoax. Mr. Mueller, that wasn't a hoax. Oh, yeah, it was a hoax. You thought Mueller was looking at the president. Trump Mueller was covering up the FBI's garbage. Nobody was looking at the collusion. It's all a hoax. They're already setting up their 2020 hoax. Did you see them on the news? On CNN? Well, if you weren't in an airport, you didn't see it on CNN. And if you're probably like six or seven people in America watching MSNBC, too, whatever. But if you were watching some of the other networks, which I occasionally peruse for comedy material, they were already saying, folks, get a load of this, that if Mitch McConnell doesn't allow new witnesses for evidence in this Senate trial about this hoax impeachment, that a cover-up's going to be going on. Why do you listen to these morons? Did you hear Schumer yesterday? Probably the third dumbest guy in the Senate. There's a couple dumber on the Democrat side. Why do you listen to these people? It's going to be a cover-up. Wait, you now you need new witnesses? Chuck? Chucky? But by the way, Chuck, I, when I, I used to be a, a Secret Service agent. Many of you know. Some of you know me. Some of you don't. I remember Chuck Schumer when he was a congressman. He was a loser then. He's an even bigger loser now. Schumer, right? Chuck Schumer wants more witnesses because he said yesterday in a presser, this zero, he said, no, no, no. If we don't get these new witnesses, we don't have enough evidence. Well, what just happened in the House? So let me be clear, Chuck. You're suggesting that swing district Democrats, Trump district Democrats in the House are now voting tonight to impeach the president on a case you just acknowledged in front of a national audience they don't have any evidence on? Ladies and gentlemen, and to the nut job liberals who listen to Mark's show, and please call in. We'll leave an open line for you, 877-381-3811. Please explain to me how you reconcile what Schumer said with sanity. Schumer just said yesterday, we don't have enough evidence. We need more witnesses. Then why are you impeaching the president tonight? Are you that stupid? Of course, the answer is yes, you are that stupid. But the question is, why do you think we're that stupid to believe you? They're also saying Adam Schiff and the other sleazy slime bag swamp rat lying buffoons. They're saying, well, if we don't stop this now and impeach this president. There's going to be more election interference in 2020 interference. Well, what? There was no election interference in 2016 by the Republicans. That was you. That was you guys who did that. Your collusion with the Ukrainians, your paid collusion with Russians. That was the Democrats who did that. As Tucker Carlson is fond of saying, the Democrats always accuse you of exactly what they do every single time. They are the sleaziest swamp rats in America. I'm sorry if you were a, 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 a Democrat in the middle of the country who works hard for a living. I apologize to you for the sleazeball lying pieces of garbage up on Capitol Hill who are putting the country through this absolute mess right now to cover up the biggest spying scandal in American history by a Democrat administration. That's exactly what's happening right now. God, I'm pissed off tonight at this BS. I can't believe I got to sit through this. I love filling in for Mark. He's the greatest radio host I've ever heard. I'm not kidding. He's a friend, too. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not really happy tonight, folks. 
Not that I'm not happy about being here. I love talking to you. It's been a while. I miss you all. I hope the feeling's mutual. But I'm really pissed. This is really stupid. I've got kids too. I'm a dad. I've got two daughters. Got issues. We got, we got school issues. We got healthcare issues. We got real issues. I've got a job, a business I run. You think I want to be dealing? Oh, gosh, it's so hard, Mr. Producer, to not like drop one of the seven banned words. It's so hard tonight because I'm so sick of these complete zeros. They hate everything America stands for. The country is doing okay right now. Yes, there are a lot of things to fix. We have a massive spending problem. I get it. There are geopolitical threats we have to deal with. But the country is doing okay after eight disastrous years under the worst president in modern U.S. history, Obama. We're doing okay. And what are these guys and ladies, these lunatics on the left, what do they have to do? Of course they have to throw a monkey wrench in everything because that's what they do. Democrats are a forest fire. They burn down every single damn thing they touch. Here, I got a gavel in front of me. Everything. They take a blowtorch to every single thing they get their mitts on. They love socialism, MS-13, late-term abortion, open borders, anything that would make America and continue American greatness, anything, they hate it. And we're supposed to what? Continue to pretend, oh, don't say that, Democrats hate it. They do. They hate every single thing this country stands for. I'm not talking about the voters out there. I'm talking about the Capitol Hill ones and the radical leftists. Yes, those people really do hate this country. We're on a roll here. Things are going good. We suffered the, uh, the, the, the worst recession in modern U.S. history. Prolonged and the worst recovery following it up. And a prolonged recession thanks to Democrat liberal policies and all of their regulatory tax garbage. We're finally getting back to a place where people can put food on the table, you know, go to work, be, be proud of their paycheck again, come home and maybe a little extra spending money. Get an extra haircut, buy a steak instead of a chicken, maybe take a small vacation. And these loser, zero, frauds, pieces of garbage have to stick their filthy mugs in the middle of everything and say, you know what, let's impeach this guy over a fake quid pro quo that didn't happen. These morons don't even understand Latin. So then they had to change it to bribery. And then when that didn't go over with the focus group, they eliminated bribery completely and charged them with obstruction of Congress. Keep the bleep button handy, Mr. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. You thought I was serious, didn't you? I hear you laughing back there. I'm not going to mess with you. Don't worry. I'm a a broadcasting professional. Don't worry. Wink and a nod. I'm kidding, folks. I don't really have that much of an ego. No, I do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where to go from here. I'm talking about on the show. I have a ton of stuff here. You hear I mean, is there any saving this anymore? I'm asking you a serious question. Do we share anything in common with these lunatics anymore? I mean, remember, it was John F. Kennedy who gave the speech one time that it's paradoxical that marginal tax rates are too high and tax revenues so low. That was a speech that could have been given by Ronald Reagan. 
It was Bill Clinton. Yes, Bill Clinton, who gave a speech at the State of the Union declaring that the era of big government was over. That speech happened, folks. Democrats used to be sane and have IQs above 65. It's over. We share nothing in common with these people anymore. There is no overlapping of the ideological spheres. You have an insane party that believes in socialism, late-term abortion, defending MS-13 because they hate Trump so much. This, all this stuff has happened. Open borders, confiscatory taxes, 90% tax rates, government-run health care. This is that we share nothing in common with these people anymore. And now they, they use the Constitution as toilet paper and impeach a president for the crime, air quotes, of getting elected and humiliating them in the Electoral College. All right. Let me take a breather. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm Dan Bongino, at Bongino on Twitter, filling in for Mark. I'll be back on the other side. As we're going to talk about some other stuff, too, what exactly the Democrats are hiding. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College, and to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one, taking a little break tonight. I, I hope, I, I really hope um, tomorrow you, you know, I, I wouldn't sit through this disaster anymore, this dopey, silly, ridiculous hoax, sham impeachment uh, designed for morons to appeal to morons. If this appeals to you and you like this, by the way, and you think it's a good thing, um, you're a moron. So I, I just want you to understand that. I'm sorry to have to inform you about your moron imbecile status. But if you're watching this right now celebrating, you are an imbecile. Um, it's, it's a test. It's 100% accurate. I'm sure of it. It's like that uh, DNA test you, t- you take to see if you're like a lactose intolerant or you're a restless sleeper. Um, this is a swab. It's like a swab. Swab yourself or say, and if, you say, if the swab says, yes, you're enjoying this, yes, I can confirm in your genes you are, in fact, an imbecile. Um, I'm sorry that that's true, but in fact it is. And to anyone not enjoying this, and basically for the sane people out there in Mark Levin's audience, which is most of us, um, because we're conservatives and we believe in uh, actual principles and things like liberty and freedom, unlike the tyrannical socialist uh, Democrat loser zeros uh, and liars and shams. You know, folks, I say to you, um, remember this. Remember every single minute of what's happening today. Because the time for cheap talk and BS and garbage and rah, rah, shishkumba is over. There is an election around the corner. I'm going to tell you this right now. 
If if you're one of these people, and and there's very few, and I'm, but this isn't the time for niceties or cutesy talk. Let's put all the BS aside and let's talk turkey and bring home the bacon. If you're one of these people right now watching this in disgust, and November comes around and it's time to vote, and you're like, ah, oh, my nail hurts. It's raining. I can't get. There's snow on the ground. There's a long line. You're the problem, Jack and Jill. You're the problem. Remove your. Caboose surgically from the seat on election day and get on the damn line and go vote. I know 99% of you will not only do that, but you will be knocking on doors and waving signs and donating or whatever you do to get involved in politics and going to the clubs. You are, you are the best of us. I love you for doing it. Listen, I ran for office myself. It's really tough to put your name on a ballot. I just got off the phone with a guy today who was asking me questions about it. It is really hard. But having said that, if you are one of those small groups of people who I like Trump and I want to see the economy continue, but ah, I don't know, I'm not so crazy about voting. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry you're part of the problem too. Now I have this little rule, right? I call it the 10, 10, and 10 rule. And the 10, 10, and 10 rule goes as follows, right? It's not good enough for you to vote, okay? Because candidly, your vote's important, but your vote is not going to change the entire presidential election. It, I mean, it would be... <laughs> That would be pretty amazing. Wasn't there that movie that time about Kevin Costner and he's like, one vote changes the whole thing? That's really not going to happen. But your vote matters. It definitely matters. But the 10, 10, and 10 rule is this. If from now, while you're watching this sham, this disgrace, you're watching the Democrats crap all over America and make us all look like idiots in front of the world with a fake hoax impeachment, a tyrannical police state impeachment to rid themselves of a president they just don't like because they got humiliated and lost him, and you're not willing to do the extra work and do the 10, 10, and 10, then again, you may be part of the problem too. 10, 10, and 10 is this. You should be emailing 10 friends once a month. I'm emailing about what? I'm not talking about like Hillary Clinton yoga emails. I'm talking about emailing about voting. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose friends. Okay, don't worry. Just lose your country. Don't worry about that. No big deal, folks. I don't really care if you want to lose friends. I have no friends, okay? I don't have friends. All I have is the fight. That's all I have left, okay? I don't have friends. I have one friend, this cop friend. That's it. I don't don't need any more friends. You should be making 10 social media posts a month about getting out and doing it, getting it done in November. And you should be calling 10 friends, family, or whatever from now until Election Day and making sure they get out and they have their voices heard. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not willing to do that, I'm sorry, then you are part of the problem too. Action matters. Action changes the world. To do matters, not to talk. Talk is all BS. Unless you go out and do. The do matters. You gotta do. Watch this today. Go out and do. The do. Do matters. Do matters. You have to do something. No more talk. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. 
I've also talked about the great Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. It's one of the finest Americans I've ever known. And he explains that these four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. He says, learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work, which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it is fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God because he is the first authority. Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu. That's hillsdale.edu for more information. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. Is that a copy of the Constitution you've got? Or are you just happy to see Mark Levin? Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. As I said, if you're watching this hoax sham and you're enjoying it, yes, um, you unfortunately are an imbecile. You may want to inform your family, seek professional help. I don't know how you solve the imbecile problem. I don't think there's a drug for that. Um, I'm not sure, uh, but it's a shame. It's a shame to have to acknowledge that. I know your social IQ is probably light. You may not care, but you're that guy or woman um, at a party that talks about himself and celebrates himself in the circle so much. Everybody thinks you're an idiot and you think you're doing a great job. That's you if you think this is really wonderful, um, what's going on right now. You know, in the interest of... uh, that's, you want to hear the other side of this? That's it, because liberals really are dopey. Um, if you'd like to call in and expose your dopiness, liberals, we'll take calls from conservatives, of course, too. Um, 877-381-381. Let's take a call from Nick from Scranton, PA. Nick, uh, you don't agree with me. You think this is just peachy cream, don't you? You're probably not that bright. I'm just going to guess in advance. But let's hear what you have to say. Go. I don't think it's peachy cream, but I think there's enough there to impeach him. As far as the, if he gets convicted, that's a different matter. Yeah. Um, okay. Nope. Sure. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. What, what's your? Can you just give me one piece of evidence of what, why you're impeaching the president for a high crime that didn't happen? I'd like to hear that. Sure. I think that Sutherland, which was the only fact witness, I think he got a little confused. He came out in the morning with quid pro quo, and then he backtracked. Maybe that's because the president was blocking people like Bolton who could Okay, Nick, you really, as, as I assumed, I'm going to, because you're really not that bright, so let me help you here because, you know, I understand the IQ problem you guys have, but here's a text from Gordon Sondland he sent to Bill Taylor. Uh, you probably didn't read this text because you didn't do your homework, as liberals never do. Uh, Bill, I believe you are correct about President, incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. I'm not going to read the rest of the text. Get off the phone, but thanks for calling in. Uh, I'm sorry. No time. For I just wanted to basically humiliate Nick because I'm really in a pissy mood tonight um, and I can't stand liberal. So thanks for playing, Nick, but you're really not that bright. Do your homework before you call it. You probably wouldn't get away with that with Mark either. Uh, maybe on another station, some dumber host where you'd try that nonsense. Uh, folks, I just let Nick on the phone to show you how stupid liberals really are. This dope called in uh, to tell you they want to impeach the president over Gordon Sondland stating there was a quid pro quo, ignoring the fact that he actually texted uh, the charge in Ukraine saying, let's be crystal clear. The president wants no quid pro quo and stated under oath when he actually spoke to the president and asked him about the quid pro quo deal in Ukraine that the president told him, quote, I want nothing. But Nick's a dope. He doesn't know that. But again, as I told you, if you like this, you're an imbecile. Ah, Don't be so harsh on Nick. Yeah, okay, sorry, you got the wrong guy. Not in the mood tonight, folks, at all. 
We're supposed to be friendly with these guys. And listen, if you're a Republican, you're going to call in and tell me, oh, listen, we need a big rapprochement and we need to be nice to them on the left. And when we get power, we have to be cutesy and nice. Okay, save it. I'm not tonight. I'm not interested. The new rules, as I've stated before many times, are in effect. The new rules are this. The Democrats want to wage political war on this country. And the sooner we all wake up and understand what's going on, you are living through a soft coup right now. They will lie, steal, they will do anything they can to make sure the Constitutional Republic as stands, a current order, is thrown out. Do you understand that? Please, and I'm not using the Lord's name in vain, please, God, I mean this, help these people understand what is going on. You think they're playing around? These lying, thieving frauds, Adam Schiff, liar, a known, documented fraud, a disgraceful, a a stain on this country, is the face of this thing? He lied about the president being a a traitor dealing with the right. He made the whole thing up. And we're supposed to play nice and cute, hoping they wake up and, oh, one day they'll understand we're really the good guys. Look at this fraud. This fraud Schiff is still, how do they give this guy a microphone? Nothing he has told you is true. Nothing. He coordinated with the fake whistleblower. We all know who he is, by the way, about the fake charge to make up a fake impeachment thing. And, this, and people like Nick will call in expressing their imbecility like, yeah, I think this is a really great idea. We should throw the country into turmoil over a quid pro quo deal where the only fact witness says, let's be crystal clear, there's no quid pro quo. Nice job. Nice job, morons. No, but Mr. Producer, don't worry. We're supposed to be nice. If we're really nice and we show them how upstanding. I, I love this. The, the, the Republican swamp rats on that side. Hey, just be nice. Be not, we handle everything by the rules. They'll let us play in the sandbox. Oh my gosh, are you stupid? These people are tyrants. They engaged in the most destructive political spying scandal in U.S. history. Lost the election anyway. Fabricated a fake collusion charge they made up out of whole cloth. Initiated a special counsel investigation. Tried to put people in handcuffs because they, they were involved in a political... That's the only really thing. Paul Manafort is a threat to national security. I don't even know Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort's in jail for one reason. He worked for Donald Trump. Mike Flynn, a decorated patriot. They're going to put this guy in jail. Why? Because he worked for a Republican. That's the only reason. And we're supposed to play cute with them? Call another radio show with that garbage. Not tonight. Cutesy time is done. This isn't Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. This is like Lord of the Flies right now. Do you understand what they're doing? You elected a president. They are impeaching on a fake charge. They made it up. They made this whole thing up. It's a hoax. And the Iron Triangle of idiots, you know, entertainment and academia, Congress and the media, entertainment and academia, I put them together because they're both equally dumb. Academics are stupid. They're some of the dumbest people among us, folks. They can break down the five prime, three prime end of a double helix in a heartbeat, but you ask them common sense questions and uh, they're morons. The academic world and the elitists in the media in conjunction is the iron triangle of stupidity. The media and Congress has you believing this is, this, that this is actually real. 
Then you get people like Nick, who, again, I only put on the air to humiliate. I'm sure some of you will email me, you should have let him talk. Uh, no, thanks. Sorry. You host the show. These people are morons. They need to be exposed every day for the morons they are. They're ruining this place, folks. The greatest country on earth. We once had a Democrat party full of sane people who understood you can have disagreements on gun policy, on abortion policy, on government spending. But America comes first. And in the end, we hash that out in elections. You once had a sane Democrat party. It's gone now. Burn it. It's over. It's done. It's done. You think I'm kidding? Find me a sane Democrat left. And by the way, for those of you listening, Mark's got a national audience. For those of you in Oklahoma and Utah with Kendra Horn and Ben McAdams, fake moderate Democrats in Trump districts, if you don't vote them out, shame on you. Abigail Spanberger in Virginia, all for impeachment today. The guy up in Maine pretending he's going to split his vote, another fraud. What's it, Joel something? Connor Lamb, phony. Sean Parnell's running against him, by the way. Great guy. Terrific guy. Running against that fraud, Lamb the Sham. Remember Lamb the Sham? Lamb, yeah, I'm a moderate. Let's impeach the president for a fake uh, a hoax whistleblower case. If you don't vote them out, shame. You know, there's drop-off in the ballot. People go and vote for the president. Don't vote down ballot. Don't vote down ballot. There's no reason for you ever at this point to vote for a There are no moderate Democrats left. Moderate Democrats? 63 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. They're impeaching him today because he won the election. His high crime was defeating these... these ugh, oh my gosh, I can't take it tonight. And even worse, folks, they did this and timed it. You think it's a coincidence this impeachment came out right as the IG report dropped? Come on, folks, please scratch your heads for a minute. You're sitting in your car. I, you know, some of you may be sitting in traffic. I feel bad for you. I hate traffic. I work from home now, but I sat in traffic for a long time. You have my sympathies, brothers and sisters. I promise you. I want you to reflect on this for a minute. The Democrats are police states supporting tyrants. There's no doubt, but they are not stupid. I'm talking about the ones that are up there over the hill. They're doing this for a tactical reason. Now, the ones voting for this and the, the Democrats who somehow think it's a good idea. Yes, as I said before, I'm sorry you've passed the imbecile test. But the Democrats up on the hill knew exactly what they were doing with this. They were hiding something. They were hiding what was a devastating Listen to me, devastating Inspector General report that, yes, showed extreme political bias, lying to the court, criminal activity in the altering of evidence, 17 different lies, the targeting of innocent American citizens for spying, the targeting of political campaigns. Oh, I'm going to get to that, too. Later in the show, I... Mr. Producer, don't let me forget this. Take a note. I am going to read to you, too. Jim Comey saying under oath they were spying, uh, excuse me, investigating the Trump campaign. They put this impeachment out now because they wanted this. Look, shiny red object thing. Squirrel. And the suckers in the media 
and dopey liberals out there, police state supporters, are sucking up every minute of this. The biggest story in a generation that the FBI, at the behest of the Obama administration, spied on an opposition political campaign, manipulated evidence, spied on innocent American citizens, and basically colluded with foreign governments, supposedly, supposed to be our friends, by the way, to circumvent U.S. laws to spy on American citizens, all got lost in the wash because media police state hacks like Chuck Todd, who's the uh, Chuck Todd is the second dumbest guy in media. For those of you that listen to my show, you know that he's the second dumbest. The first is always Brian Stelter. The, the, the morons at these networks who have you believing that this hoax impeachment is the real scandal. Now, for the rest of the show, don't go anywhere. I don't care if you're listening on your phone, you're listening in your car. Stay in your car, turn the auxiliary thing on. Not if you're in a garage. We don't want any problems with fumes. Open the door. Don't go anywhere. You're obligated to listen to this show for the next two hours because I am going to break down for you. The biggest scandal in American history. Nuggets in the IG report I promise you haven't heard about yet. Scandalous bits in the IG report nobody is talking about. And the real story that eventually is going to come out in the wash when this is all over. And let me just tease this before we go to break. The media, the hack media, the liberal activist hack media, and their deep state counterparts are desperate, desperate to avoid talking about what really started this whole case. But the proof about what started the spying operation against the Trump team, which with this impeachment they're engaging in now to make all go away, the proof was buried right there in a footnote in the IG report. It's right there. Footnote 461. It's buried right there. A lot of people missed it. No, not I. And not you either, if you're listening. All right, folks, i got to take a break. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale's held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College, and to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. I'm Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Just lacing into these pathetic 
sleazy swamp rat lion Democrats Schiff and this clown, total clown show. But I want to tell you what they're hiding because they didn't do this impeachment haphazardly, folks. They're hiding something huge. I'm going to get to this footnote in the IG report in a minute that describes exactly the media hoax, Democrat hoax you've all been subjected to, right? Let me lay it out for you first and not bury the lead. What have we been told for months now? And Mr. Producer, you're going to have to be the audience ombudsman here. Got it? If this doesn't make sense, you get in my ear and say, Dan, I'm not getting it, okay? We always have an audience ombudsman. Folks, what are they hiding? Well, let's go back before we get to the footnote. The story, what have we heard? What's the story by the New York Times, the FBI, the swamp rats that were involved in all of this? What was this official story as to why they were spying on the Trump team? Oh, and they were. I got to take a little note. Uh, We'll get to that Comey thing too. Don't let me forget, Mr. Producer. They were spying on the Trump team. Don't believe Jim Comey's nonsense. The official story was what? Well, we were doing it because we got a tip from an FFG, Friendly Foreign Government Australia, about a Trump team member, Papadopoulos, who spouted off about the Russians wanting to help us in the campaign. Remember that story? Mr. Producer, you remember that, right? We were told by the New York Times and the FBI that, no, no, that's the story. It was not because of a dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton. No way, no how. That did not matter of fact, folks. We didn't even get Christopher Steele's dossier information until September 19th. What's a, that's a great alibi, right, Mr. Producer? Why? Because the Crossfire Hurricane, the Spygate operation, the FBI was running, started on July 31st. So it makes for a great alibi if you say, well, the dossier couldn't have started the investigation. Hillary didn't pay to hijack the FBI. It's not even possible because we didn't even get the information until September 19th. Oh, you didn't? Are you sure about that? Well, on the other side of this break, I'm going to read you a footnote in the IG report that went seemingly unnoticed, footnote 461. The reason I'm not trying to like tease and hold you over the break, it's just, it's about five or six sentences of a decent length. I don't want to, I don't want to short, I don't want to give you a short shrift on this. There's a footnote in there that pretty much discredits that whole story. In other words, this entire thing was started because Hillary hijacked the Justice Department in conjunction with the Obama administration and basically abused them into starting an investigation, a spying operation into a political party. It's buried right there. Now, folks, another thing I want to get to on the other side of this break is when we come back, you know, my first book on this was called Spygate. It wasn't called Trumpgate. That's for a reason. You know, there was a WikiLeaks dump, the infamous WikiLeaks dump of John Podesta's emails. And in that dump, ladies and gentlemen, of information, there was a memo that was sent from Podesta's crew and Hillary's team. And this memo is critical. Buried halfway down the memo, they start talking about how they're worried about the, quote, Pied Piper candidates. You don't believe me? Google it yourself. Who were the Pied Piper candidates? You remember? Cruz. Carson and Trump. They were terrified. They figured Scott Walker, Rubio, and the others were predictable, but these three weren't. And they were very worried, ladies and gentlemen. So worried that one of the guys on the Carson campaign, I believe, becomes a target very, very early. Oh, wait, what? That can't be. Oh, it is. Don't go anywhere. Take your phone. Keep your car radio on. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 
here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. All right, let's get right to it. I told you before the break, no more messing around, that this impeachment hoax farce disgrace was really being done right now, tactically speaking, for the Democrats to cover up one of the greatest political crimes in modern American history. And by greatest, I mean most disgusting, tyrannical, police state-type maneuver that was pulled off during the Obama administration that they're about to uncover, Durham and Barr and others, and the IG report that just scratched the surface on it, and they want this all to go away, so they needed a distraction right now. Expect another distraction to come later on as Durham and Barr get ready to issue their report in the spring of 2020. Two things I want to address now. First, what really happened. Secondly, their story is all bunk about how this thing started. It's garbage. First, what really happened? Let's get to it here. I told you about this WikiLeaks dump. In the WikiLeaks dump, there's this John Podesta email about the Pied Piper candidates. That's what they call them. The Podestas, the Clinton campaign, they're very concerned about Trump, Cruz, and Carson because they're renegades. Because they don't know what, think about it, folks. You're Hillary Clinton, right? You're absolutely determined to take power um, and do what you do, which is typically corrupt because you're a Clinton. Um, and, and you have these predictable candidates. That's not a knock on them, but I love Scott Walker um, on these other guys. But Walker and Rubio were more traditional, predictable Republicans. You kind of knew what they were going to do on, you know, tax cuts, health care, what they were going to say. You get it? Trump was a wild card, Cruz was a wild card, and Carson was a wild card too. They were concerned. So in the leaked memo by WikiLeaks, they're concerned and they want to, quote, prop them up. Prop them up because they think by propping up Trump, they'll pull Walker and Rubio to the right and they'll make them, you know, renegades themselves and then make them so unelectable. This is the Democrats thinking in their leaked emails where John Podesta's password, what was it, password or something like that? Real genius, right? Genius political strategist makes his password password. Folks, I'm about to suggest to you that those Pied Piper candidates, that it wasn't just that they were unpredictable. I believe the Obama administration circumvented U.S. laws, U.S. spy laws, and made these three targets for an opposition research organization and I believe that opposition research organization was being fed by foreign intelligence partners. Now, you may say, Dan, what are you trafficking in conspiracy theories? Uh, no, I only do facts on the show. Let me ask you. I'll read to you a CNN headline. CNN, not Fox, not MSNBC. I'm reading it for a reason. The headline is everywhere, but I'm reading it from CNN. Because if you think that's a conspiracy theory, come on, foreign intelligence was given information to the Obama administration about political campaigns? That sounds crazy. Okay, you can Google this yourself if you care to. April 14th, 2017 article by CNN. The authors are Jim Shuto, Pamela Brown, and Eric Bradner. Headline, British intelligence passed Trump associates' communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. That's a CNN article, not Bongino.com. That's a CNN. That article's never been retracted. By the way, this is one of hundreds of articles on this topic. The Guardian had articles about the GCHQ, the British NSA, meeting with John Brennan at the director level to pass information. Pass information about what? 
the collusion hoax was fake. So they weren't passing information about collusion because it didn't happen. So you have to ask yourself in the audience, then what the hell were they talking about? The answer is obvious. They were passing opposition research about Republican Pied Piper candidates to John Brennan, the intelligence infrastructure in the United States. And they were doing it and feeding opposition research companies and putting it out in the media to attack them. Again, that's why my first book is called Spygate on this, not Trumpgate. Now, folks, you may say, well, that sounds crazy. I mean, you know, they were spying on Ben Carson. Ben Carson was at one point a front runner. So was Ted Cruz. And Donald Trump was always, yeah, they were like, ah, I don't know if he's going to make it. You know, he's got a loyal. Remember that in the beginning? They were like, I'm not sure he's got some loyal people with him, but, you know, it'll fade out. It didn't. He's now the president of the United States. Folks, they were sure they would fade away. But let me ask you an interesting question I want to pose to you. If you're questioning this now, despite the fact that we have the CNN story. By the way, the CNN story, again, is one of many. I'm just reading to you a left-leaning outlet that reported on facts. Shockingly, CNN got the story right. We were being fed the Obama administration intelligence from foreign partners on candidates running against Barack Obama's party. That's a fact. That's been reported multiple times. If you're a liberal listening and you have an adamantium vibranium skull where facts don't get in, that's your issue. That's not mine. That's a fact, man. Well, why? Why not just spy yourself? Why not just tell the CIA to spy? Because, folks, we have these interesting Five Eyes relationships. Five Eyes, the intelligence partners, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, the UK. We have this partnership with them. Where why spy yourself if you can get others to do it for you and you don't have to break any U.S. laws? You can just run around the laws. Now, I'm going to ask you to kind of quiz yourself a second. Why would a low-level foreign policy advisor, I'm not knocking George. George Papadopoulos is a good guy. I know George. I like George. He's running for Congress out there in California. Why would a low-level foreign policy advisor, they'll admit it, that George was not the foreign policy lead to Donald Trump, they had one um, meeting, and it wasn't a personal one. It was one in a group. Why would a low-level foreign policy advisor become a target for the FBI if they were really investigating a treasonous collusion scandal between Donald Trump and the Russians? Ladies and gentlemen, for as much as the Russians are our enemies, and they are, they, they can't stand this. There's nothing they'd like to see more than the West to collapse in front of their eyes. You think the Russians are dumb? You think if they're going to target a campaign, they're going to go in with a low-level guy who'd rat them out to the upper-level guys in a heartbeat? Why would you do that? So you have to ask yourself right now, why would George Papadopoulos become a target? Folks, remember, the scandal is called Spygate, not Trumpgate. Where did Ben, uh, excuse me, where did George Papadopoulos work before he worked on the Trump campaign? Oh, that's right, on the Ben Carson campaign and where he started in and around December. Yeah, that's right. I'm reasonably confident George Papadopoulos didn't enter the radar screen solely because he joined the Trump campaign. George Papadopoulos was probably on the radar before. Because George Papadopoulos was working on a Republican campaign for president that was a Pied Piper. Folks, you know, nothing would, nothing would make me happier than to tell you that this is all some kind of conspiracy theory. I'm an American first. I love the Republic and everything it stands for. And everyone who defends her. 
But this happened. This is the biggest spying scandal in U.S. history. Now, in order to cover the spying scandal, we've been told a false front story, which I'm going to get to now, and I'm going to start to dismantle for you piece by piece now that you have the big picture. Foreign governments were assisting the Obama administration in spying on their political opponents. Oh, the Obama administration didn't know. Really? Did you read the text or are you really that stupid? You know the text between the FBI agents actually involved in the investigation where they say the White House is running this? Remember that? What do you think they're talking about? Running a yoga class? These are the investigators in the case texting each other about the case who literally texted the White House is running this. What about the text, the POTUS, an acronym for President of the United States, wants to know everything we're doing? What do you think they're talking about? Wedding plans? Come on, liberals. Get the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth for a minute. You can't be this dumb. What about the emails, Andy McCabe, Lisa Page, and others, where they say to each other, hey, let's get together with Cohen. They're talking about the deputy director of the CIA because we need to talk with one voice to the White House. What do you think they're talking about? Their pizza order at Domino's? Wake up, you dip. Get a clue, man. Buy a clue. No, they were talking about China trade policy. Listen, you're really a moron. So we've been told this cover story to distract you. This cover story that, oh no, this only started because the Australians told us about this Papadopoulos conversation. Folks, let's now get to uh, 461, footnote 461, because the IG report dismantles it and everybody missed it. The Papadopoulos information comes in when? The middle of July of 2016. That's when the tip, I'm using the air quotes, allegedly comes in, in the middle of July. The Spygate operation the FBI calls Crossfire Hurricane starts when? July 31st. So the FBI stories, look, we got this tip from Downer about Papadopoulos. And we started an investigation because we thought Papadopoulos said there was this deal with the Russians. We had to investigate. And by the way, we didn't even get the dossier till September 19th. Okay, let's go to footnote 461. This is fascinating. This is a quote from the IG report. I'm going to read through here. The only express direction we found that Andrew McCabe gave regarding the use of a confidential human source concerned a former FBI confidential human source who contacted an FBI agent in a field office in late July 2016 to report information from a colleague who runs an investigative firm hired by two entities, the DNC, as well as another individual not named to explore Donald Trump's longstanding ties to Russian entities. Holy crikeys, numbskull liberals. That sounds awfully like Christopher Steele, doesn't it? If it's not Christopher Steele, the DNC, you're telling me, played another opposition research firm who contacted the FBI? Who's that? Either one of these narratives doesn't sound good, folks. This sounds awfully like Steele's group, doesn't it? 
But that can't be, ladies and gentlemen, because the FBI is saying we didn't hear from Steele in the dossier until September 19th. Let me read this line to you again. Who contacted the FBI, a confidential human source, in late July of 2016. Liberals who have a problem with calendars, get your abacus out, you dopes. That's before September 19th. It's buried right there in footnote 461. Who the hell contacted the FBI in the middle of July? Because it isn't downer. It seems to fit the profile of Steele. But that can't be. The dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton and written by allegedly Steele. They didn't get that till the 19th. That couldn't have started this investigation. Hillary couldn't have hijacked the FBI. Did you read the report? Oh, I got more from the infamous footnote 461. Because it gets worse. Because there's only one of two outcomes. Either the FBI knows about another source Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid to hijack the justice system, or they are damn well lying about when they heard from Christopher Steele about the dossier to cover up why they opened this investigation in July. Don't go anywhere. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, Infomark. You can check me out at Bongino.com. That's with a G, not a J. You know, Italians, we like to do that. The Italian name Gino. I always used to tell people when I ran for office, it was like Bon Jovi with a Gino. Wish I had his money. Things wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Maybe his looks too, you know? Who knows? I got a cement block head, so I could probably use that too. But getting back to an important stuff, footnote 461 buried in the IG report that the IG himself seemed to miss and the media most certainly missed, which debunks and discredits the entire FBI origin story meant to cover up a massive spying operation by the Obama administration on candidates uh, for office, the Pied Piper candidates. Folks, footnote 461 is clear that the FBI in mid-July, is in contact with a guy that sounds an awful lot like Christopher Steele. If not, then the, then the FBI is using another opposition researcher. I don't know which story's worse. But that can't be, folks. Because the FBI and the media hack police state supporter lunatics who have not done an ounce of journalism since Donald Trump uh, came down that escalator to declare he's running for office. 
They're nothing but Pravda Russia-like propagandist gaslighters now. They can read what I'm reading. Footnote 461. Is anyone asking who that person is? Because if that person is Steele, who contacted the FBI in late July, then the FBI story that they didn't hear about the dossier until September 19th can't possibly be true. Libs, I know you have a tough time with this and media people who are the dumbest among us. September is after July. Mr. Producer, just fact check me for a moment. September is after July. Is that right? Okay, thank you, Mr. Producer. Thank you. I'm just checking here to make sure I'm not the moron. So the footnote says that a source walked in, paid by the DNC, and contacted them about some suspicious information they found. And individuals and entities, quote, who have surfaced in the investigative firm's examination. Gosh, that sounds an awful lot like Orbis, Christopher Steele's firm. If it's not, again, the FBI is dealing with another opposition research firm. Oh, 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 this gets juicier. So the FBI could be lying? We didn't hear about Steele till September. Really? That's funny. That's not what Horowitz says. He seems to be indicating you heard about a whole lot of stuff in July. And if it ain't Steele, then who the hell is it? You mean you're working with other opposition research firms to hijack the Justice Department? My gosh, you better hope this is Steele they're talking about. But here's an interesting little tidbit again from footnote 461. In mid-September of 2016, I'm quoting here from the IG report, McCabe, the deputy director of the FBI, told the special agent to instruct the other FBI agent who heard from the source, basically, to not have any further contact with the former CHS and not to accept any information regarding the crossfire investigation. Wait, what? So this opens up with the only express direction McCabe ever gave regarding the use of spies was this, that in mid-September something happens, folks, And McCabe tells this FBI agent in the office, don't talk to that other source, whether it's Steele or another source, the guy they've been talking to since July, don't talk to them anymore. Why would that be? Why would Andy McCabe, who gives no specific instructions in this case about spies, be so concerned about this spy? And why is he only concerned in late September? I'll have to tell you on the other side of this break. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. I always appreciate the opportunity. Mark's a great guy. He's a good friend. And uh, thank you, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, too, as well. You make it happen. I want to be sure I sent out a debt of gratitude to you all as well. You've been doing a great job. All right, let's get right back to it, folks. I've been telling you about the infamous footnote 461 in the IG report, which is the real reason behind this impeachment hoax right now. Yes, that's what's happening. This impeachment hoax, fiasco, sham, disgrace, stain on the United States of America, cosmic level embarrassment is only happening now because the Democrats were outed in the IG report and people in the media either hit it or were too stupid to actually read the report. Because there's a footnote in there that buries the Democrats in their entire story. 
The Obama administration, as I said, was running a spying operation on political candidates. That's now obvious. They were doing it through foreign partners who were feeding us information, targeting U.S. citizens in circumvention of U.S. spying laws, using foreign partners to do so. When they got exposed, they had to run a FISA warrant operation. To get a FISA warrant, they had to make up information on a crime that didn't happen. Now, they didn't want to say, of course, that they were doing this because Hillary Clinton had paid for a dossier. They didn't want to do that. So they made up this whole story about Downer and Papadopoulos meeting and how they heard about it in July. And Papadopoulos said something about the Russians wanting to help us, which, by the way, I still believe was a setup him and Mifsud, but that's a whole other story. And that started the whole thing. And the FBI said, listen, we started the inf- we started the spying operation on Trump in July, July 31st. And we didn't even hear about Steele's information until until September 19th. Oh, really? I just read to you a footnote in the IG report, footnote 461, which seems to indicate the FBI was hearing something in late July, not September, from a confidential human source working for the DNC. Sounds kind of like steel. Crazy, isn't it? And as I told you, if it's not steel, then who the hell is it? You're telling me the FBI is working with another Democrat-financed opposition research to, tar- uh, for, to target Republicans? And this is okay. If it's Steele, at least they're just lying. Because they said they didn't connect with uh, Steele's dossier until September 19th. But what's weird is at the end of this footnote, as I told you before the break, one of the agents says, Andy McCabe, the deputy director of the FBI, who's knee-deep, uh, knee-deep in this Spygate scandal, for some bizarre reason tells him, tells this agent dealing with this source, which sounds, again, a whole lot like Steele, tells him in mid-September you're to have no further contact with him. Why is that? Well, some of you entrepreneurial types are putting two and two together here. If the FBI's official story is that they didn't connect with the Steele dossier information until September 19th, but they really did it in July... And they don't want you to believe that that information's what started it because it was opposition research paid for by Hillary. They want you to believe it was this downer tip instead. Then something happens right around September where they figure out, holy, we better make that steel contact we've been having since July go away. Hey, I've been talking to him or this other guy uh, in the field office. And in mid-September, no, no, we're going to stick with the story now. In mid-September, September 19th, that's when we made contact. But that's not when we made contact, boss, Mr. McCabe. I've been talking to this guy since July. Let me read to you again the opening of footnote 461. The only, only emphasis mine express direction we found that Andrew McCabe gave regarding the use of a confidential human source concern the source we talked this is this is the only time Andy McCabe ever gets involved with the spy ring according to Horowitz he says no have no further contact folks it's obvious in September the polls start to get a little ugly for the Democrats that is They start to realize they're probably going to have to reopen the Clinton investigation. You have the whole fiasco with mid-year exam, the Clinton email thing, the closing, the reopening, the opening, the closing. 
They're trying to get Hillary elected and Trump out. That's obvious. Their political bias is overwhelming. The Horowitz report did not say there was no political bias. Only idiots tell you that. He said it was either political bias or gross incompetence. He did not say there was no political bias. That's a liberal talking point for stupid people. So McCabe in mid-September figures out, oh my gosh, we could lose. Trump could win this election. We can't have the American people thinking we started a counterintelligence investigation based on a hoax dossier paid for by Hillary. We have to stick with this story that we got the downer information in July about Papadopoulos, and that's what started it. But boss, we've been talking to these guys since July. Sure to have no further contact. Conveniently, right around the time, the September 19th, we got Steele's information, September 19th story materializes. Mr. Producer, are you picking up what I'm putting down? They needed a cover story, folks. They could not come clean with the American people and tell them what we already know. They could not tell them that they started an investigation into the administration, the Obama administration's political opponents, because Hillary paid for it. That would be, I believe, as Mark, Mark may have used this term, forgive me if he didn't, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I listened to this show when I'm not guest hosting. Nice little perk, by the way, being a, a listener and a friend. <laughs> you get to guest host the show. Hey, I like that show. You want to guess? Oh, sure. They can't actually admit that Hillary Clinton hijacked the Justice Department. So they had to invent this story. And they set up all kinds of dates and timelines that according to this IG report, just don't appear to be accurate, folks. Peers, there's something wrong there. Now, for those of you who bought into Jim Comey's nonsense, because I, I promised, so Mr. Producer, I told you I'd get to this and I'm going to now, I did not forget. Here we go. For those of you buying into the nonsense, because, you know, I don't know, some of you may just be liberal and, you know, you're allergic to facts and, like I said, you just might have the imbecile gene. I'm sorry, I can't explain why you would be liberal. I mean, it really acquires an aversion to facts. You know, the only thing in nature, one trial learning, I think, uh, I remember in graduate school for psychology, they talk about is food poisoning. You can learn in one trial to be averse to food. It'll save your life, right? Happened to me when I was a kid once. I ate a bad piece of cheese. I never ate cheese again. I could not taste cheese again after that. Crazy, one trial learning. You never see, you can't learn how to hit a baseball in one trial, right? Um, Democrats have no trial learning, uh, meaning there's no amount of trials you can you can give a Democrat information where they will learn the information's wrong because Democrats have turned into the imbecile party. I'm sorry. They will repeat talking points over and over, despite the fact that they're categorically false, debunked, and any idiot can look it up on the internet. So one of their talking points is. All right, Dan. Well, maybe footnote 461 says the FBI, they won't ever admit this, but say they were honest for a minute. They're not. But let's pretend we live in bizarro world where Democrats actually care about principles and things like that. Yeah, I'm a little pissed tonight. Sorry, I'm done with it. Let's take the gloves off with these, these, uh, these tyrants who are trying to impeach the president right now over nothing. I'm sorry. If you're looking for, I'm not putting lipstick on any of this tonight. But even let's say they admit Okay, the FBI story that they started this because of Downer and the Papadopoulos tip doesn't seem right. I mean, clearly they're talking to a source in July. I mean, it actually says it in the IG report. But 
Jim Comey said they weren't investigating the Trump campaign. So my bad. So sad. Nothing to worry about. Okay, let's actually read the words of Jim Comey, who gave sworn testimony up on Capitol Hill. I believe this is from May of 2017. I'm going to read Jim Comey's own words because Comey's a lying fraud snake. The only bigger lying fraud snake in the swamp is Adam Schiff. Almost nothing Jim Comey has told you about this case from the start is true. Quote, James Comey. I have been authorized by the Department of Justice to confirm that the FBI, as part of our counterintelligence mission, is investigating the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. And that includes investigating the nature. Listen, liberals, take the aluminum skull cap off. That includes investigating the nature of any links between individuals associated with the Trump campaign and the Russian government and whether there was any coordination between the campaign and Russia's efforts. Please, liberal morons, with your aluminum skull caps on to deflect the rays, please explain to me how they were not investigating the Trump campaign when Comey said on the record on Capitol Hill they were investigating the Trump campaign. His words, numbnuts, not mine. His words. I just read you his words. Listen to the Mark Levin podcast, rewind it, Google those words, and you'll get the entire testimony. What are you talking about they weren't investigating the Trump campaign? He admitted it. Do you have a reading comprehension problem? What is your major malfunction, private pile? Are you missing this? Do you not understand English? Did you read the footnote? Did you read the IG report? Liberal? Oh, man. Gosh, you, I can't, I, your stupidity is just in, phenomenal. It is an impressive amount of stupidity. No, it started because of Papadopoulos. Really? Then what the hell were they talking to a guy that sounds a lot like Steele in the middle of July for? They weren't. It's in the report, dude. Learn to read, man. Okay, well, they weren't invested in the Trump campaign. You may want to tell that to the former FBI director who got fired because that's not what he said. What do you think they were investigating? The local cycling shop about their kickstand fraud? Are you this stupid all the time if you're a liberal or is it just a Wednesday thing? Does it bleed into Thursday and the rest of the week? Oh, there were no foreigners spying on the Trump campaign. Really? Why is the CNN article still up about the United Kingdom spying on the Trump campaign? Why is that up? Why not retract it if it's false? Because you're an idiot. It's not false. You have Brian Stelter and Chuck Todd levels of intelligence. Yes, there's more. I'm not even close to done. So another thing in the IG report, just before we go to break, let me just kind of tell you what's coming up ahead. I'm going to finally get to what the insurance policy was in a minute too and explain that for you. 
I'm going to take some of your calls. Don't go anywhere. We got some people hanging online. 877-381-3811. Liberals are welcome too. I will probably humiliate you. I'm warning you in advance because you, you're liberal, so you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I'm willing to embarrass you on the air. There's one other nugget in the IG report before I get to the insurance policy and the scandal behind that. There's a part of the report, I'm trying to leaf through it now, I have a whole bunch of screenshots on my phone, I'll try to get to it. But there's another part of the IG report where Horowitz says, well, you know, I only went back and looked at emails two months prior to the start of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, the spying operation on the Trump team. In other words, if it started on July 31st, they only went back to May 31st. Really? Was Horowitz trying to not see something? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's some awfully suspicious texts on May 11th between the FBI people involved in this case. Texts and, and maybe some emails that Horowitz didn't see that may tell a whole different story about when the FBI heard about the downer tip. Oh, oh this gets better. Get those phones out. Go to Sirius or Mark Levin show, whatever you got to do. You're not going to want to miss the rest of this. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino burning down the airways. <laughs> Thank you for all the Twitter feedback, by the way. I appreciate it. I read your stuff. I enjoy it. Twitter's great for that. You know, there's a lot of leftist maniacs, but when you get all that stuff out, it's genuinely good to hear from real like working Americans doing the job out there who have feedback. You know, mostly good comments, even the bad stuff. I don't mind that as long as it's uh, you know, criticism grounded in something. But I've been lighting up this entire case for you tonight, and I'm telling you that's what this impeachment hoax is all about. It's all that this is about. The only thing it's about, the only thing this is about, is covering up the biggest spying scandal in American history. Now, I said to you during the break, I have tons of screenshots on my phone. I finally found it. The IG report has buried nuggets everywhere, including footnote 461. By the way, I have to give a hat tip to my buddy 279. For those of you who listen to my show, you probably know who he is, but... 279 who's listening just sent me an email. He's one of the greatest sources in the history of sources. We were talking kind of on email during the break here. Footnote 461 destroys the FBI's whole story. No, 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 no. We were only spying on the Trump campaign because we heard from a foreign government about Papadopoulos. Uh, that's not what that footnote says. Seems you were doing a whole lot of investigating before that. But this one's fascinating. Quoting from the report, Michael Horowitz, we reviewed emails of senior officials, talking about FBI officials, from the two months prior to the opening of Crossfire Hurricane and did not find any communications suggesting any investigative actions relating to the Trump campaign personnel were taken prior to July 31st, with the exception of the Page and Manafort cases previously discussed. Two months? That's it? Why only two months? Why would you only go back to May 31st? Let me ask you a pretty simple question. If the Papadopoulos meeting with Downer that caused this whole ruckus, allegedly, right? The Papadopoulos meets with Downer. 
There's this talk of Russians want to give us stuff. And the FBI gets so excited when they hear this in July, they have to start an investigation. If they didn't hear about that until July and that meeting happened on May 10th, then why would Horowitz's team only look back to May 31st? Oh, maybe they don't want to find anything. Folks, listen, if the, the, the cops out there, police officers, federal agents, corrections officers and others who are interacting with the law enforcement investigators, you know who you are. You're probably listening right now and saying, if I didn't want to find something, an email on May 10th, I would probably only look back to May 31st. Now, what would you want to find on May 10th? Gee, it might be kind of important, no? May 10th, this Papadopoulos meeting happens. Maybe they heard about it the next day, but no, that's not possible. They said they only heard about it in July. Really? Well, can we check those emails? No, because we're only going to look back to May 31st. Oh, it gets better. On the other side of the break, I'll annihilate that stupid narrative, too. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark. If you want to check me out, you can check out my website, Bongino.com. Learn more about me. If you know me, don't know me, want to know more about me, want to avoid me, then avoid Bongino.com. I don't know what to tell you. All right, so before the break, I was telling you about this May 10th, May 11th meeting between Papadopoulos and Downer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the meeting on May 10th where Papadopoulos, this Trump campaign low-level guy, meets with Alexander Downer in a, in a London bar. And that, according to the FBI's official story, is where this whole sham fake investigation they're trying to cover up with this impeachment nonsense, that's where the whole thing started. I'm telling you that's not true. I just went through how footnote 461 in the inspector general's own report seems to indicate that the FBI story that they started this because of Papadopoulos and the tip they only heard about in July, keep that in mind, isn't true. The footnote says that they were talking to some source paid for by the DNC in late July. But that's not possible. Wink and a nod because the FBI has already told us they didn't get the information to steal dossier till September 19th. Well, folks, I don't think that's true. They just don't want you to think that Hillary hijacked the Justice Department and the FBI, paid for a dossier, fed it to them in July, which is what happened in that information, and that's what started the investigation. So they've been, sti- we've got a story, and we're sticking to it, Jack. No, it's the downer tip. Well, guys, if the downer tip, right, you guys said you didn't hear about it till mid-July, right? And that's what started your July 31st uh, crossfire hurricane case. Mr. Producer, I need you to be the ombudsman here. This may get a little complicated, but it is important you understand this. If the meeting that started this happened on May 10th, and you're saying you didn't hear about it until July, why would someone lie about that? As Miss Gilfeather, God rest her soul, my fifth grade teacher at St. Pancras used to say, Put your thinking caps on, boys and girls. 
I'm telling you the FBI started this case because Hillary hijacked the Justice Department and paid for a dossier, which he suckers at the top of the FBI, fell for hook, line, and sinker. They don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that the May meeting, oh, no, 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 we heard about it in July, and that's why we opened up on July 31st, a spying operation on the Trump team. But what if that story wasn't true? Don't you find it awfully odd that in the IG report, the IG only goes back and looks at the emails till May 31st? Again, all you investigators out there and basically people with an IQ above uh, 71.6 are saying, well, that doesn't make sense. If the IG is investigating this whole Spygate scandal and the Downer meeting happens on May 10th, why is the IG only looking at FBI emails to May 31st? Ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want to find things. And one of the things they don't want to find, I've already found for you. Well, not just me. Hat tip to my sources out there. You know who you are, including my buddy, 279er. The real 279er. Here's a fascinating text, Mr. Producer, from May 11th between Lisa Page, FBI lawyer, And her boyfriend, Peter Stroke, who's the lead investigator on the Crossfire Hurricane spying operation against the Trump campaign. Now, this text is fascinating because it's the day after the Papadopoulos Downer meeting that the FBI has already told us they didn't hear about until July. No, no, no. July. We opened up in July because of this tip. Well, what are they texting about on May 11th? Let me read to you these texts. Something happens late at night. These are late night texts, okay? This is after work hours. They're texting each other. Andy, they're talking about Andy, the Andy McCabe. Talks to John George about urgency. If he hasn't, I spoke to David. Can explain later. Tried to communicate the same thing to him. God, uh, we're waiting on the next version of the affidavit from you. I'm certain there are things that, can, uh, that are getting prepped. Okay. So on May 11th, the day after the Downer meeting, Page and Stroke are texting each other feverishly about some information and an affidavit that they need to prep on. The day after the Downer meeting, they say they haven't heard about until July. Listen to this one. The deputy director is calling state now. Talk about the State Department. The State Department? What'd they be calling the State Department about? She says, ooh, want to hear about it. You already talked to and it's redacted. The State Department. You know, and if you've done some investigation on this case, like I have in my books, I've written two books on this, Spygate and Exonerated. Many of you have read them. If you haven't, it's a pretty detailed account of the biggest scandal in American history. You know most of this. But the IG report's telling, because again, he doesn't want to go back and read the emails on that date. What were they texting each other about? Well, let me add a little wrinkle that may explain this for you. The very next day after the May 10th Papadopoulos Downer meeting, which is the BS cover story where they started spying on the Trump campaign. The very next day, the Australian embassy sends a cable, an official cable. That cable is about the Papadopoulos meeting. Are you telling me with a straight face that the U.S. State Department didn't know what was in that cable? And that our central intelligence agencies and a Five Eyes partner, Australia, A friendly United States government that shares intel with us supposedly has information about what they believe they, according to their legend, is a big scandal between the Russians and the Trump campaign. They send an official cable on it and no one in the State Department, the CIA or the FBI gets access to it. And conveniently, the very next day after that, the two FBI investigators or the FBI investigator and the lawyer 
are texting each other about some affidavit and they're prepping things and how the deputy director's on the phone with the State Department. Now, what do you think they're talking about? What do you think they're talking about? Sushi? Spring rolls? What do you think they're talking about? A, a pastrami sandwich? From cats? Why are they texting each other late at night about this uh, big scuttlebutt? Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you've been investigating this case from the start, I think it's pretty obvious what likely happened here. They got information from that cable, that cable which was sent by the Australian embassy to their own people. They got information about this Papadopoulos meeting. The next day, they're preparing a bunch of information. They probably want to get a warrant, a FISA warrant up on Papadopoulos. And it turns out when they get the actual context of what was said at the meeting about allegedly the Russians helping us, they realize it's probably a lot of garbage. They go for the FISA and they probably get slapped in the face by their own internal people in the FBI. So what do they say? Nothing. They sit on it. How do we know they sat on it? Because, ladies and gentlemen, nothing happened to Papadopoulos. He wasn't even interviewed till the following January. It's May of 2016. They didn't even interview him until January. So if this is the tip that started it all, then why didn't they do anything? Because they didn't have anything. So they sat on it. You say, okay, I'm confused. Then why lie and say you didn't hear about the downer? Because the official stories, they only heard about the downer tip in July. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a lie. It's just another in a long series of lies. The FBI case was obviously opened up because of Steele's information, which was debunked after the fact, after the fact. Think retroactively. After the FBI finds out Trump won, finds out they've been involved in a spying operation based on false information. After that, they have to retcon the story. They have to rewrite the script to make it seem like they were investigating Trump for something legitimate. So they say to themselves in the office, they probably say, I'm, 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 I'm just in, for the sake of brevity, I'm trying to summarize what the conversation looked like. They probably say, okay, well, we can't tell them we were using the dossier, folks. So let's just tell the public we were spying on them because a foreign government in Australia reached out about the Papadopoulos. Someone probably says, Andy, Jim, McCabe, Comey, we got a problem. Um, we heard about that tip the day after it happened on May 11th, and we didn't do anything with it. We sat on it. Let's just tell the public we heard about it in July. They'll never know. I guess never thinking we would see these texts. And awfully suspicious that Michael Horowitz, the inspector general and his team only got emails two months back that go back to May 31st, not May 11th, which would be the day the FBI likely heard about the downer tip, despite saying they heard about it in July. And that's why they opened up the case. Folks, if, if this is bothersome stuff to you, if you're listening, going, I can't believe this happened. Oh, it happened. I assure you it happened. Now, to be fair to the players involved, unlike the liberal buffoons who are never fair to conservatives, there's a bit of speculation there. Those texts are suspicious. It seems awfully odd that a cable was sent on May 10th about this huge meeting. The FBI thought was a big deal. Papadopoulos down and they don't hear about it till July is insane. Those texts could be about something else. 
But given the likelihood and given the probability of the FBI telling the truth on this case, which has been slim to none because they've lied about just about everything, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to myself and the investigators who say, ah, it seems kind of strange. They don't want you to know that they knew about the Downer meeting on May 11th because they sat on it and did nothing. Their official version of events, it was such a big deal when they found out about it in July, they started spying on the Trump team. But you didn't hear about it in July. You heard about it in May and you didn't do anything. Gosh, don't tell anybody that. All right, I got more. I've got the insurance policy. We still haven't even gotten to that yet, what the insurance policy was. And this is probably the most disgusting part of this whole scandal, ladies and gentlemen. It gets, believe it or not, it actually gets worse. I, I promise I will take some of your calls to hold 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark. You know, I promised I'd take some calls. If you call in 877-381-3811. Let me go to an old friend, Donna in Frederick, Maryland. Donna, how the heck are you? Listening on WMAL? Yes, I am. The blowtorch station. It's fantastic. My absolute fave. I haven't spoken uh, in a while. How are things in Frederick? Oh, my gosh. Well, things are a little crazy here. They, I know. Don't they you have that awful Democrat uh, executive, county executive over there? No? Yes, and, and they passed some stupid helium balloon legislation. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, I know Frederick well, folks. I ran for Congress over there, and it's a, the, one of the greatest places on earth, Frederick, Maryland. Unfortunately, a lot of liberals from occupied Montgomery County are moving up there and making a once great place uh, just as terrible as Montgomery County. It's a real shame, you know? It is. And you know what? I do my best to get out there. And, you know, it's kind of funny, Dan, because I don't care if it's total strangers. I'm going to advocate the truth. And by the way, love your podcast. Hat tip to Technofog and 279. (laughs) They're the best. Those are the, some of the best Twitter accounts out there, 279. Well, 279 doesn't tweet much, understandably, so I'm trying to keep his identity somewhat cryptic. And, uh, and uh, Technofog on Twitter is amazing. And then you got Undercover Huber. Ladies and gentlemen, Donna brought up a great point. If you're looking to get the real deets on Spygate, it's not happening in the mainstream media. It's not. The real action's on Twitter. Uh, at Technofog, what is it? Undercover Huber, um, Sean Davis, Rosie Memos, uh, Molly Hemingway, Kim Strassel. That's where the real action is, right? I know, Donna, you probably follow him, too. Well, you know what? what what's ironic is I'm not a social media person at all. Nothing. Oh, I, I can't stand yeah. it. I rely on doing my own research in my own way. And, yeah. and I do that somewhat deliberately, and I enjoy doing it. And I just want to say this fake impeachment it's a, it's a, just a crock of, you know what, and uh, you know what, we all have the power of prayer behind us, and thanks to great people like you and Mark and the team at WMAL, I could go on and on. I'm so grateful to well, the good men you. and women who are doing the good work for this thank wonderful country. And I appreciate you holding down. It's always good to talk to you. Hold it down. Keep the hold down to Ford over there in Frederick, all right? I miss I'll it. I'll do my best. And you take care, Dan. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Oh, you're the best. Love you, Donna. Merry Christmas. Gosh, liberals triggered everywhere. We just said Merry Christmas. Mr. Producer, 
Get ready. Go, dial 911. Liberals everywhere. The triggering mechanism has happened. Merry, say, Merry Christmas. Ah, Merry Christmas. They're freaking out left and right, pulling their hair out. There's no, I got to do a, I, I, by the way, I do this every year. Every year I run a Twitter test. You don't believe me? You can follow me on Twitter and look at, you don't have to, you just go to Twitter and look at my account and you'll see every year around Christmas I do the same thing where I start tweeting Merry Christmas to people. Liberals go crazy. I had blue checkmark liberal Twitter losing their minds today. Every people from CNN, I'm not kidding. Soledad O'Brien, everyone losing their minds over Merry Christmas. It's just hysterical to watch the mouth that I do this experiment every year on Twitter and it works every single time. All right, let me take another call. What's that? Yeah, I, I, that's what they want to tell you. Happy holiday. I'm not doing. I'm not saying that ever. All right, let's take. Uh, let's. This could be funny. Let's give this guy a shot. I know we only got a minute. Let's go with Mike in Ambler, PA. Mike, let's see. What do you got for us, Mike? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, I think what you what the problem is is that uh, you know you guys got railroaded, and I think it was a railroad, and I'm glad it was a railroad. You know, like I told your producer, I, yeah, of I would you. vote for Nancy Pelosi if she shot Ivanka in the face. I think most Democrats. All right, get this guy. Dump this idiot. That's a this guy's just a moron. You know, this is why I try to give liberals the time of day on the phone. I really do. Well, not really. I just I like to humiliate them because they're really kind of stupid. But there you go, you guys like Mike. And if you didn't hear that on the radio, you didn't because the guy's a moron and liberals can't control themselves. They have absolutely no sense of self. They're like uh, romper room kids. All right, let's take, uh, I really want to get these calls. Let's take Barbara from White Plains. White Plains, Barbara. What's up, Barbara? What do you got for us? How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. How are you? I've been a little bit since the beginning of the show. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) What's that? I'm sorry. I was scratching my head. What'd you say? You calmed down a little bit since the beginning of the show. Well, listen, I only have so much glucose flowing through my uh, blood vessels. I mean, I was all fired. I mean, this thing is crap. I'm sorry. This impeachment, it's just ridiculous. It's very hard to... You know, digest what's happening to America. We're watching the the downfall of the Republic, and they're all celebrating. I know. But, Dan, remember something, okay? I only got 30 seconds. Desperate people do desperate things. And for the past two and a half years, these people have lived in delusion. And they're deluding themselves. That's true. Okay? Yeah, Yeah, I I know, but it's just, it's tough to watch. I mean, I really. It's tough to watch, but it's also, we have to remember, we can't, we are. I'm angry, okay? I'm not happy about this. I'm not at all. And there are a whole hell of a lot of people out there, 63 million plus, okay? Because they're losing supporters every day. Well, I hope you're you right. See it I hope Twitter. people get out and vote. Barbara, I got to run. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. But uh, I hope Barbara's right, folks. As I said in that segment in the show before, it was kind of fiery with what uh, Barbara was talking about. You got to do, not talk. If you don't get out and vote and organize and get your 10 friends and 10 buddies to vote, all of this is for naught. I'm Dan Bongino. It's your daily adult dosage of the Constitution. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right, folks, so there it is. It happened. I'm watching it right now in live time. These fool police state tyrant dopes. Just basically, you're watching in live time the the, the most destructive act of political suicide, not only for a country, but for a party in, in, in basically modern political times. They actually impeached the president on a fake hoax. 
I'm I'm stunned that this. I don't even know what to say. I cannot believe it. It's like we're living in like the third world right now. It's like we're living in Cuba, like a North Korean police state with these morons. This is now the first president in American history to ever be impeached for the high crime of winning an election. I got to tell you, folks, I knew it was coming, but I'm actually astonished. I knew the Democrats were disgusting, grotesque, filthy police state tyrants up on the hill. I got that. I, I knew all of that. I've dealt with these uh, these lunatics before. But there was a side of me that thought just for a moment that maybe sanity would take over. Now, folks, there will be an electoral reckoning for this. Electoral reckoning. Again, the, the violence is a leftist thing. Okay, that's an Antifa leftist thing. We're actually conservatives that respect the big R, God-given rights of people. The leftists are the tyrant, police state, violent, aggressive types. They, they worship violence. That's their thing. But there's an electoral reckoning coming. Again, if you had an excuse to not vote in 2020, um, you don't anymore. And if you don't vote in 2020 after what happened tonight, and you don't use this and absolutely tattoo this on your medulla oblongata, your cerebellum, and your frontal cortex, then you are part of the problem too. And for those of you who live in districts, the 31 Trump district, supported by leftist tyrants that voted for this thing, Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania, fake Democrat, Abigail Spanberger in Virginia, fake Democrat, The guy in Maine, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. The woman in New Mexico, Ben McAdams, you know, fake moderate Democrat, really a radical left. You know how radical you have to be to impeach a president because you lost an election? Ben McAdams in Utah, what do you win by, like two votes? If Ben McAdams in Utah is reelected, then I'm sorry, I love Utah. What is it, that Stein Erkson Lodge, whatever it is, I used to go out there with that. I love that place. It's really cool. I'm sorry, but you've let me down if this guy's reelected. You may not care. You may say, we love Ben McAdams. He's a, loves, we love police state tyrants. Lamb the sham in Pennsylvania. I'm a moderate. You just impeached the president on a hoax. Folks, there's no excuse now for skipping down ballot elections. A lot of people show up. They vote for the president. And then they skip the down ballot stuff. You're going to get a sample ballot in the mail. You should go through each and every question. Just put in election guide 2020. Sometimes like down here in Florida, the ballots can get a little complicated. Sorry, got a piece of cotton in my eye there. What I do is I go to these election guides. There's a lot of ballot questions. Most I'm familiar with, some I'm not. I go to these election guides. I look them up. Folks, that's our duty. The time to throw a lot of our citizenship duties out the window is not now. I don't care if there's a Category 5 hurricane bearing down on you. There is now no excuse to miss Election Day. If you are in these districts, Spanberger, Virginia, this should be the end of her political career. Alyssa Slotkin in Michigan. This should be the end of her political career. Why? For a very good reason. They have fully embraced police state tyranny and hoaxes. 
They wanted to throw our economy into turmoil, throw our government into a turmoil and overturn an election. Allegedly moderate congressional representatives, fake moderates, because basically they got the sads because they lost an election. There is no excuse from this point on for you not being involved. Folks, I, I knew Trump was going to win this last election. I, it's hard to find, but if you go back and listen to my show, my podcast the night before the election, we actually called all the swing states, and there was a reason. The reason I knew is not because I'm a, uh, a magician or I have some, uh, I do, uh, I practice astrology or whatever. No, that's not why. I was running for Congress in the same election President Trump was running for president. And I would go down the streets and I would knock on doors. I was running in Florida District 19 against Francis Rooney, who's no longer running anymore. And I'd knock on doors and I'd have a walk list of Republican voters. And I would pass all these houses with Trump signs that were not on my list. And I called my campaign manager and I said, hey, Maria, your list is wrong. She said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. All these houses with Trump signs on the lawn are not on the list of Republican voters I'm supposed to be knocking on. She said, Dan, that's because they're not Republican voters. My list is accurate. And I said, no, it's not. You're crazy. I'm going to go knock on these doors and prove you wrong. So I did just that. I knock on the doors. And just about everybody I knocked on the door with the Trump sign said, yeah, you know what? I was a former Democrat. I'm an independent. I'm a union worker. I voted Democrat in the past. And a good majority of them that I knocked on the doors that weren't on my walk list said, no, I've never voted before. That's why I'm not on your list. But I'm sure as hell voting now. Folks, I saw that everywhere I went to knock on doors. Now, granted, it was a heavily Republican district I ran in. But I'm telling you, there were thousands of those lawn signs on lawns for people who had never voted Republican before in their lives or never voted. Folks, there is absolutely no excuse for you not to show up. No excuse. I can't tell you who to vote for. It's not the role of this, this, this radio station, this radio program. It's not my job. All I'm here is to give you information. You make informed decisions. And I'm going to tell you this. Why the Republicans up on Capitol Hill are likely not the solution for a lot of your problems. Oh, why would you say that? Listen to the second half of this. I can tell you with certainty the cause of your problems are the Democrats. We don't live in a perfect world. There is no perfect solution. The Republicans are, you know, spending us into an abyss just like the Democrats did. But given the choice between a bunch of police state tyrants, electoral hoaxers, fake whistleblowers, fake collusion hoaxes, spying operations on political candidates and the Republicans, I'll take the Republicans any day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Mr. Crossgreeter. Because I, 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 I need a, a kind of a mental break for a second. You think it's possible we can just take Bob to hang up on him? Can we do that? Okay. Hey, hey, put Bob on. Hey, Bob, what do you got for us? Bob, you're live. What do you got for us? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What do you got for us? Great. It's just terrible to hear the name calling. In the okay, thanks, Bob. Have a nice day. <laughs> thanks, Bob. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 
I'm sorry, folks. Bob was a liberal. I have no time for Bob tonight or his stupidity. I just wanted to take his call to hang up on him. So, oh, Dan, why would you do that? You got to be nice. No, I'm not interested. No, thanks. Sorry. But Libs, if you want to call in, you can call in too. We can hang up on you too. Not that I'm kind of done with Libs. Just like we hung up on that dope Nick before. Gordon Sondland said there was a quid pro quo. Really? I read him the text that said the opposite. This is that kind of night. So, Libs, if you'd like to call in and have us hang up on you, too, we've got about, what, 17 minutes left? I'll do that, too. You won't get a word out because I really can't stand you tonight after you impeach the president for winning an election and defeating you buffoons. You good with that, Mr. Call Screening? Libs, call in 877-3813. We'll hang up on you, uh, too. 877-3813811. We'll let you get about six or seven words out, and then we'll just hang up on you. Sick of these losers. I wanted to talk about the whole insurance policy thing. And you know what? I, I can't. We just, they just vote. I, I, this is a live radio show. They just voted to impeach a president for defeating them in an election. In what I'm telling you is the most ridiculous act of political suicide I have ever seen. Your swing state polls are going against your dopey impeachment. Minority voter support for Trump is through the roof. The highest it's been in, in head-to-head since 1968. Independents are moving against impeachment. And you morons are patting yourselves on the back in a, in a moment of self. My Aunt Jane, God rest her soul, used to say self-praise stinks. You're praising yourself for impeaching a president when the general public is begging you to stop with your hoaxes? And you think this was a big win. You want to take a victory lap? And we're all supposed to be cutesy and nice with you? No, no, the new rules start today, folks. We will treat the Democrats like the tyrants they are. They should be given nothing. Listen, I'm not a big fan of McConnell, okay? I think everybody understands that. But I got to tell you, he's done a good job with the judges. They pounded through 11 more tonight while this hoax was going on. And Mitch did a pretty good job when it came to the uh, witness list. Chuck Schumer said, we want witnesses. Mitch told him, double-barreled middle finger, Chuck. You can take that request and ram it up your, you get the rest. Listen, Mitch, or Team Mitch that's listening. Give them nothing. Give them exactly what they deserve. Nothing. They're a worthless shell of a party full of tyrannical police state lunatics. They get nothing. Now the Republicans take over because we make the rules in the Senate, unlike sleazebag shift and Pelosi and the Democrats on the House side. Now we make the rules. You get nothing. You get nothing. Give them nothing. But the press will say it wasn't fair. Who gives it what the press says? They're in this whole thing with the Democrats. Who cares? The Democrats don't think justice is not fair. You can take that and ram it up your caboose too because nobody cares. You give them nothing. You give them the exact courtesy they gave us, which is none. They gotta be nice. You be nice. I was done being nice two years ago. I'm Dan Bongino. In for Mark Levin. We'll be back. Close out the show. 
Mark Lovin. All right, folks, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. I'm Dan Bongino. I've been filling in for Mark. It's always a pleasure. Thank you again, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, and to Mark for always, uh, you know, allowing me to man the con here. I always appreciate it. It's been a while, and, you know, I always enjoy it. Mark has the most loyal audience out there. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, Bongino.com. Uh, it's B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and you can pick up my uh, latest book, Exonerated, which all the information I told you tonight, most of it about this uh hoax the spygate thing is in there it's exonerated available at amazon you know barnes and noble you all know the drill so really appreciate that all right let's finish the show with a caller here let's go to julie who seems kind of mad about her vote being stolen today julie from winchester virginia what do you got for us hi actually my name is diane and i'm from winchester and i am furious i'm an independent i voted for trump i was really on the fence I ended up voting for him, and what I've seen in the past three years is ridiculous. I feel like they've stolen my vote. And another thing, Nancy Pelosi Pelosi wants to call him king. Look at the queen that's been in Congress for 40 years, and the only reason that she's doing this is so that she can keep her power. It is infuriating. And I called my representative today, who is a Democrat this year because Barbara Comstock got voted out because of George Soros' money, and she... Voted for this impeachment. I, oh, I'm so mad. I can't stand well, it. Well, Diane, you you have to. I mean, you have to go out there. And I, I'm not. I'm preaching to the choir. I can sense with you with your anger that, uh, and I, I don't like to. I'm not a preachy type, but the action matters. Again, you got to like get people to show up and go knock on doors. I mean, that's how we do this. I mean, what happened today was an absolute disgrace. I mean, I feel bad for you in Virginia, a state that was, you know, once had at least conservative Democrats that's now gone almost full leftist. I mean, I lived in Maryland. People used to move out of Maryland to go to Virginia. Now people are leaving Virginia to go to Maryland. It's insane. I feel for you. I really do. But I appreciate the call. And I, 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 I listen, I get it. Folks, I get the anger. I understand it. But please... In this last final note for the show, I've only got a few minutes with you. I beg you, humbly and respectfully, the Democrats never give up. They don't. Their thirst and lust for power, for almost police-type tyranny at this point, the minute after Trump was elected, they were organizing to get this guy impeached. We can't quit. There's no quit. There's no giving up. I use this analogy all the time whenever I go out and give speeches to groups. I say, folks, politics is not a golf game, okay? A golf game, you can quit. Honestly, nobody cares. The golf course gets its fee. The guys behind you can play through. Your partners get to play quicker. Nobody cares. You want to quit at the eighth hole because it's too hot? Go back to your car. Nobody minds. You're better for it. Everyone else is better for it. Nobody cares. That's not politics. Politics is a boxing match. When you say I quit, the other guy is still whipping your rear end. He's still punching you. No, but I said I quit. He doesn't care. The Democrats don't care. They will never stop punching. That may bother you. That may infuriate you. I don't know what it does to you. I'm simply telling you it's true. For the last eight years of my life, I have been buried in this. After leaving the White House and working there. 
They never, ever give up. Ever. This is never going to be some peaceful kumbaya moment with them anymore. There is an election around the corner that is going to require you to take that energy, double and triple down on it, go out and organize and get it done again. You did it once before. Folks, none of this was ever going to be easy. None of it. Trump was never going to be able to clean this mess up in two years. This is going to be an 8, 10, 12, 15 year, 16 year, 20 year project. Cleaning up the mess we're involved in right now. That requires action. Action matters. Talk is cheap. If it doesn't motivate action, it's for naught. Thanks again for tuning in tonight, folks. I really appreciate it. I'm Dan Bongino. Hope to see you again soon. Take it easy. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.